0: hello 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 this is new dad and i am uncle tickles if you're listening to this then you've officially made it this is the last episode of season one Uh, the season that i originally thought would end in april and then i said in june uh, and then i believe i said somewhere around thanksgiving or christmas and now here we are in 2021. Um, if you've been following along all season you probably noticed that uh, you know the episodes have become more sporadic in in their release. Uh, I hope you also notice some growth, uh, not just in me, but also in the quality of the episodes. Um, you know, as we as we went along here. I've put a lot of time and effort into that. And um, I like to think that they have gotten better as time goes on, even though maybe we're not releasing as many. But I can tell you there will be some big changes for season two. We talk about some of those with one of our guests today. And I've alluded to some big news on the New Dad Facebook group. We still can't make a formal announcement on that, but we can uh, reveal a few things. And, and what we can say is this, Kate Flynn, uh, host of Pop Moms podcast, and myself will be launching a podcast network. That's gonna be you know, all happening in the very near future. We've been working on it since before Thanksgiving. That means we're gonna be launching two new podcasts, nothing to do with parenting. We will be involved as hosts for those two shows, although uh, perhaps not for every single episode. So uh, maybe that puts a little mystery behind it. But we can say this about the the two shows. One will delve into the world of pop culture and the other into the world of psychedelics. Uh, I'm really, really excited for both these new shows. Uh, you know, something it's kind of relit my fire and uh, and Uncle Tickles is gonna be coming in hot on a couple of these. So stay tuned we will have a lot more information and formal announcements on those in the very near future. What does this mean for New Dad and its listeners? Well, uh, very little changes. New Dad will still be able to be found in all the places you're either listening or watching it. Here's what will change. The YouTube channel uh, and the Facebook group will become a YouTube channel and Facebook group for the podcast network. So none of your new dad goodness goes away. In fact, it's really like adding value because you're gonna be able to get your new dad content and all the up-to-date information on the two new shows as well as Pop Moms podcast and any other new content that we develop in 2021. So really it's like uh, Uncle Tickles is giving you a belated Christmas gift and saying, uh, hey, I know 2020 wasn't great for everyone, but I'm gonna make it better. And that's all exciting, but I'm actually, as exciting as that all is, I'm actually more excited to talk about this episode. This last episode of season one, we have you know two amazing guests. We have my wife, Alita, back. Uh, she was featured in episode one, so uh, a nice little turn of symmetry here. Um, and uh, you have the Alpha and the Omega, and then we have the most requested guest for season one my dad, Papa Pappas. He is here in the house. And, uh, and I was surprised by the conversation with my dad, and not because it was revelatory or because anything shocking came out. Um, almost the opposite or the flip side of that coin, I was surprised by his perception uh, of not just his own life but also our upbringing and just how rose-colored that perception was. Um, and, and I'm not saying I dispute anything he says in the interview, I wanna be clear about that. He really did the best he knew how, and, There was no doubt he worked hard for his family. He loved us and uh, was there for us in in a lot of ways that his own dad wasn't there for him and his brothers and sisters. Um, But I do wish I had pushed back more in this interview, to be totally honest with you. Um, I guess I didn't do it for a few reasons. You know, first, I'm a tiny podcast with an even tinier listener base. and, And I've noticed it with myself where I suddenly decide not to talk about an area of my life that is not easy to speak about, but is something I very much intended to talk about in an episode, um, and, and that's just as simple as you know. Sometimes people don't want to air their dirty laundry. You think you you're you're willing to talk about it, but then uh, you put a camera in someone's face and hit record, and and suddenly that desire diminishes. Uh, on top of that, I'm still growing as an interviewer, which is a really nice way to say I'm not very good yet. Um, you would think that one way to to minimize or neutralize your lack of talent. Uh, asking questions would be to interview someone you know really well, like I don't know your dad. But for me personally, I think uh, in a lot of ways, uh, knowing him so well made pushing back on his recollection of our upbringing even more difficult. Uh, and finally, in a perfect world, I would interview someone like my dad because the the conversation spans such a huge amount of time—his whole life and my whole life. You know, nearly seventy years. I, I would like to do two different interviews multiple hours. This was just a little over an hour and a half. Consider this the Cliff Notes. We will have my dad return as a guest. Uh, I will continue to to improve as an interviewer. And without any further ado, we will get to our final guest of Season 1, New Dad, an episode I like to call Beauty and the Beast, because it features a real beauty in Lita and a real beast in Papa Pappas. Uh, won't make you wait any longer, Prop cause, take us to Papa Pappas. Episode of New Dad. Thank you for joining me, Uncle Tickles. We have our our first guest of the season, and uh, this will be one of our last guests of the season. Uh, in a nice bit of symmetry, we had Lita and my brother Jono on the first episode. We're going to have Lita and my dad, John. So we have Lita Pappas and John Pappas. Oh, I didn't know that. In episode one and uh, in the final episode. So uh, we're gonna get to Papa Pappas in a second, as I mentioned in uh, the the intro of the show. Um, we're gonna circle back to Lita. She was our first guest. Uh, we're gonna get her thoughts on season one, and also have uh, just her thoughts on some of the the themes of the of the podcast in general. So, uh, Lita, welcome to New Net, or welcome back, I should say. <laughs>
1: Thank <laughs> you, happy to be back. Is it my second time or third time? Did I do a little? Uh, you might be
0: right. We might have recorded. I don't know if it ever aired though. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's either your. I mean, regardless. You, or I was drunk
1: in the background of a previous episode. For mm-hmm.
0: sure, definitely I mean, for that's what I'm of. that was the uh, guide to being a zaddy episode. Yes. You were, you were yeah. very present in the background of that. Yeah, episode. All about the zaddies. All about the zaddies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no. Um, you know, I did that podcast in large part uh, because it's something I've wanted to do for a long time. Uh, in large part because. I enjoy being a dad, and uh, with Solomon out, uh, approaching, I thought it'd be a good opportunity to talk about it. But also um, because I wanted to be a better partner, um, you know, I think that's part of being a good dad, right? And I, I outlined that quite a bit at the beginning of this season, uh, just wanting to set a good example for my sons. You know, I think it's as simple as that. So uh, with all that out of the way, the first big question is, what were your impressions of season one?
1: Uh. Uh-huh. It's crazy because it's almost been a year. Totally, yeah. I'm like, holy shit! I was pregnant with Solomon when you we did the first episode. Correct. It went by so fast. A shit ton has changed, not just with our family, but the whole fucking world. So it's just like encompassing all that, and then touching on parenting topics, real world topics. It's just, I think it's been pretty cool. I I've seen like a lot of growth with you. I think it's a really good. Was it a hobby? Or what yeah, would you call it? A yeah. passion you know, hobby, I mean, hobby? Like a passion sure. project type for of thing? For sure. was really good for you. You needed some kind of outlet besides just your shitty job that you didn't like. And then, you know, being a father. I feel like yeah. you needed something else a little more creative as well, you know? Oh, wow. um, I think there was definitely some learning curve of things. <laughs> where, and I think you... <laughs> Kind of identified some efficiencies and streamlined ways of doing things. You evolved as an interviewer. I think it's been awesome. I, we were just talking about. It. I'm like, I think that first interview, which didn't make the cut. I think even the first one we did, okay. we we're all like facing forward. You got this fancy setup now, and I don't know. It's cool. It's been cool.
0: Did you have a, a favorite episode from season one?
1: God, I I honestly have enjoyed all of them in different ways, right? I like the ones where I know the people. Like it's cool to hear like. Them talk on your show and their stories, but then I think I was most intrigued by, you know, like the unusual upbringings mm-hmm. and then the across the world, across the globe episode. Oh, yeah. Both episodes were with people I didn't know, mm-hmm. you know, or I'd met maybe once or via, you know, the internet. So that was really cool just hearing a different perspective on people's lives, right? It's, you just, you see a lot on social media. It's really hard to tell how families are, and it was just kind of cool to see. Not mean just other families, but other families from different countries and different upbringings. I just thought that was really cool and
0: interesting. Yeah. And The Death Across the Globe uh, was by far one of the most watched. And, and also, um, the episode that I think people stop and talk to me about the most, um, or would mention the most. The other one, weirdly, which I didn't think there would be a lot of traction for, was the Jesus Pete episode.
1: That was a good one too! Yeah,
0: a lot of people really uh, enjoyed that episode. Oh, I mean, it's not surprising because Jesus Pete is obviously an awesome, very like, charismatic, very charismatic, cool guy. Um, you know, I just, you know, sometimes you sit down and you you go to record an interview, and the truth is, you're not sure how it's going to go. I, I I had touched on the fact that part of this was geared towards being a, a better dad, a better partner. So, you know, with season one now behind us, do you feel like you have a better partner than the person you were uh, in this relationship with?
1: Um, You are always a good partner, though, so it's weird to say, to ask that question, am I a better partner? I feel like we've both evolved, right? Totally. I, I think you've improved on things that maybe I thought were areas of improvement, but then I'm like, I think I've evolved as well, so... Not that's like, take over your show, but... Yeah, this is called <laughs> New Mom, mom Pop
0: Podcast.
1: New Mom, but, yeah. you know, where, where some areas you thought you needed to prove on, I think in some areas I relaxed a little bit. Maybe oh, you me. would argue against that, but I think so, you know. No,
0: I think so. I think so a little bit. Um You know, mm-hmm. we're going to get to the pandemic here shortly. You know, you touched on it already as well. But, um I mean, it's tough, I mean, and it's... You know, the, our situation is you work from home, you know, mm-hmm. so you're here. Uh, I'm here with the boys. You know, even people who are quarantining and who are stuck in this, uh, you know, a lot of our friends, they're not necessarily, I mean, we're 24-7, you know, together all the time. So, it, it, you know, there is a...
1: I think we've done pretty good.
0: I think so, too. I think so, too. Not like
1: we're fucking rock stars. But no, like, no, I mean... We're and, making it work. Yeah, and
0: we there's weeks that are harder and easier than others. Yeah. for sure, but um, considering, like, it was one of those things where it was like, I was was talking to Jimmy Stabler, and and I didn't realize just how maybe unique our situation, I shouldn't say unique as far as in a global situation, but just in our circle of friends, um, I I guess I just kind of think everyone's doing what we're doing, and it's not the case,
1: you know? Yeah, every situation is so different right now, and each family, each person is kind of treating this pandemic differently
0: as well so for sure um now one of the other areas of the show that uh you know it was a it's kind of like a sub goal was to lose weight and I have lost weight so am I more sexy to you now
1: (laughs) our
0: our audience wants to know are you more turned on
1: well you're feet look the same, your toes are definitely well, like that We're long. talking about losing weight. <laughs> okay, okay. My toes no, are pretty muscular. My toes are
0: pretty muscular, so I don't think there's a lot of room for them to lose weight. You've
1: definitely lost weight. You look good. Yeah. You've got lots of compliments. I see you every day though, so sometimes it's harder for me to notice. I also don't appreciate you losing weight when, like, I'm trying to lose weight. I still got about like 10 pounds before that, like pre pregnancy. A lot of weight to lose. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It seemed was pretty effortless for you though. Like, you didn't work out. You didn't eat that much healthier. You cut out You you cut out. I I basically cut out ordering dinner number two every night.
0: Yeah, I I mean and and
1: you skip like breakfast and lunch.
0: So I'm eating one meal a day now with snacks. I have oh, yeah. snacks and one meal a day, yeah. which I think most people would say is like, you know, that's not enough for a man of my
1: stature, <laughs> you know, so, you know,
0: I'm just saying, uh, and, and I'm, it's not like I'm not, I'm not eating cause I'm starving myself. It's just, that's life with two kids, right? I pick it. Just, Buff stuff. Uh, you, you weren't know, a breakfast guy, really. Yet. Never a breakfast guy, which is part of the problem. And it's like a, intermittent fasting,
1: though. i yeah. like, you didn't even have to try. I tried. It's, true. Really it's just
0: just transition to being a full time uh, stay at home dad with two kids, and you'll you'll eat a lot less. guess. Yeah. We've already talked about some of the ways that it's changed our lives, but also I, I think um, you know it changed the show, and you know and that's probably less important. But uh, you know I had this show pretty outlined. I had an idea of what I wanted to do episode wise. And then, you know, as you said, you know, really early on the pandemic hits and it throws everything, you know, kind of upside down. But the progress report episodes were the ones that I think I were, were affected the most. And through no fault of the, of the individuals themselves, they were just uh, harder to do because a lot of what I had, I guess, envisioned was, you know, especially on the fitness side with Angela. Day to
1: day stuff. Yeah, like, I wanted yeah. to go no, take I classes. Like, yeah, I'm just not eating. Lunch and or breakfast and lunch every day, like done. Like there's not really much else you have to discuss.
0: Correct. You know, and I thought that would also be a nice uh, avenue for to to kind of like uh, instill a little humor, right? You know, yeah. me doing these, and, and that all went away, right? So, yeah. um, so so that was unfortunate, and you know, now as we kind of sit and regroup and think of season two, um, uh, you know, that's definitely something I'm going to have in mind. You know, as far as the way, you know, I don't think we'll have progress report episodes think it's going to look a lot different i think season two in general is going to look a lot different
1: well, what do you mean what are you thinking um well i mean I, I haven't even asked you i guess at all
0: i think one thing we changed and uh, i'm interested to hear your thoughts on this is in the beginning the show was more based on a topic it was topic driven right mm-hmm. so it'd be you know screen time or food yeah. with your kids right but a lot of people, when who are parents, when they're done being parents, what they don't want to do is hear about being a parent anymore, mm-hmm. um, or at least parenting. Like those, some of that stuff you can, you know, you can in. Ja- j- you can jazz stories. up a little bit, yeah. right? But it's hard to keep it like fresh. But what people liked were people's stories. You know, like, yeah. they liked hearing the stories and they liked interesting people. And that's something that you know I could relate to because a lot of the podcasts I listen to are built around that. They're storytelling. They're you yeah. know interesting people telling about what makes them interesting, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was one change. But I do want to have maybe every so often I want to bring back uh, Jenner and Flynn, who are fan favorites as well, and yeah. I like the rapport, and then maybe having a topic-driven one, or just even, doesn't even have to be topic-driven. Like that. yeah. But just, uh, so more interview-based, more uh, situational. And also, I'm not, I, one thing I realized is I'm not a, a good enough interviewer yet, to necessarily manage two people really well. Mm. With Flynn and generic it's different because... Well, because
1: you guys have that background and you right, know how the to rapport, of each other. Right, the rapport, 100%.
0: Yeah. But with other individuals, especially individuals I don't know that well, um, you know, as you know, I, I'm sometimes maybe uh, not assertive enough.
1: Well, and it's, more di- it's different now because, again, it's remote, so that's even another, like, hurdle, right?
0: Right, it is, it is. So, um, so I think I'm going to try to limit the guests, you know, to one-on-one. I think I'm better in that situation until my, you know, I grow out. Um, and and then there'll be a couple other things. But I, I'm actually, you know, as I said, interested in hearing what you would have to say as far as what are some things you would be looking for in season
1: two. For this season, I don't think you, like, dove in as hard as you could have to some, maybe, like, political or like actual current events as much as you could have. So I think that's very important. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the election, huge impact on us, our children, our children's children. Um, You know, the Black Lives Matter movement, which came more to light, probably due to the pandemic, a lot of people said, you know, Uh, I think that was really another important thing think that would be cool to like hear about and maybe people that are very passionate about each side and you know you do an interview with one and then the other and then you also share your thoughts i think that'd be pretty cool yeah and i did
0: i I did record an episode uh you know based on politics It, it was somewhat covering the election it was somewhat covering the divisiveness leading up to the election um i lost a lot of that video i have you know most of the audio i'm I'm not sure what to do with the interview. Uh, the interview was with a, a gentleman I went to college with, Steve Lukin, who was in the House of Representatives for over 10 years, served in the military, uh, just overall great guy, and a Republican, someone who was from the opposite side of the political spectrum than uh, that I fall from. Um, you know, so I do want to release the audio for that at some point. The problem is, you know, and this is something that's crazy about 2020, you know. I feel, feel like if you're not releasing stuff really quickly, it becomes dated yeah, so fast. Yeah, yeah, oh, 100%. Yes.
1: Everything's fucking changing every single day. Yes. Yeah. And no, so especially especially with with, yeah, especially with social media and yeah. how things blow up. I 100% agree. So maybe if you do that topic, you really, you know, you put it in a plan. It's like, I'm going to edit the next day, I'm going to release it within five days, and yeah. then you could do that. Because I, I don't know. I like that kind of stuff. I like it when people are passionate, you know, about one way or the other. It's just very interesting to where they come from and why they think that way and how it impacts their friends and family and children. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, no, and, and, and also with Black Lives Matter, that was another one I had. Uh, it, it scheduled, schedule fell through a couple of times. Um, the guest. Yeah. I still want to get that guest on. Skrill, I know you're not listening, but if you are, uh, i there's still an open invitation, even though it, it's fallen through. Oh, it oh, I
1: also want you to have a celeb on. I don't know, like Jax Taylor. I'm working um, on it. I am. Maybe. Who else do I really like that's a.
0: Who just became a Well, I was. So I, I sent out an email, a couple emails, trying to get Bo, Jax, and Sheena's. Whoever that guy is. Mm-hmm. Uh. I'd like to get all three
1: Randall. A, she? Randall. Oh no. That's. Oh, uh, she knows. Okay. I was thinking yeah. Lala. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyone. Yeah. Any kind of celeb. B list. C list. C list. That was another
0: heartbreaking uh, turn of season one. I thought I was really close to having the creators of Bubble Guppies come on the show. Uh, yeah. Both those guys.
1: What happened?
0: Uh, They're busy. Well, it was it was one of those things. Uh, correspondence was like really positive and happening, and then it just think trails off. Did you talk off. about
1: that? Okay.
0: Yeah. You know, so. Um, so yeah.
1: Well, let's work on that. I can help. I could throw some. I could slide in some DMs. Yeah, I might have to. <laughs> <laughs> also, just crowdsource. Be like, yo, yeah. any of my friends, anyone listening, like, who the fuck has a slab connection True. that would maybe want to be on a parenting podcast, world life view podcast. I don't know. You know. True. Crowdsource. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I will. One idea I had for season two. Uh, Because I really do like this uh, idea that there's something from the podcast that's tied to personal growth, Mm -hmm. right? And something that's less, uh, I guess, subjective, right? It's more concrete that you can, there's a measurable thing to say, okay, you accomplished this or you didn't, right? Sometimes be like, oh, do you have a better partner? Like you said, it's like, well, it's hard to kind of say, you know, that there's a little more gray area with that. So one of the things I was thinking of uh, pursuing was, and it's something I've always wanted to do, um, you know, so one thing I always wanted to do with this podcast, knocked it out. Another yeah. thing, uh, have something I, you know, write something and have it published.
1: Oh, yeah. And so
0: I thought that perhaps that would be something that I could, you know, it's very clear. It's like, did I write something? Yes. Was it published? Yes. Is it available for people to buy? It is. It's not so important that a lot of people buy it, just yeah. the fact that I finish something, get it out, and put it, and, and make that's it out there. That's
1: cool. Like, do you mean just like an opinion piece, or like a book, or like a movie script, or like what do you, what's the specific... Well, I think at
0: this point, it's better to keep it pretty broad. Just uh, to say, okay, hey, okay. I'm going to write something, <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to, it'll be published, and right. someone will pay me, a, albeit maybe a small amount of money for those publishing rights.
1: Okay, um, that's a cool goal. I yeah. never, obviously I knew you were into writing before you wanted yeah to do other things but um yeah i feel like i haven't heard about that
0: in a long time going back to thinking about how season one was impacted about you know with corona yeah and the fact that we're in the middle you know let's be honest we're in the middle of another lockdown you know shit isn't slowing down it's ramping up right now this is something that regardless like it's if i'm stuck here in the house it's not going to affect my ability to turn on my laptop right
1: yeah maybe turn off the boob tube for a little bit you know after the kids go to sleep and do a little typing
0: well yeah or even i can do it probably while you're watching your shows and we can still hang out and you know special thank you to seasons one sponsors so uh marina wealth was one of the the sponsors of season one of new dad sleep six thank you sleep six and our newest sponsor who you are going to see an exclusive commercial for before we go to the interview with Papa Pappas. Oh, oh
1: yeah, that new knife is so smooth. I'm like, Ooh. yeah,
0: the new knife, the new knife is amazing. I like the
1: little one. You have a chopper, yeah, but I got that little like mm-hmm. little chef.
0: Yeah, the little chef's knife.
1: Yeah, that works so well. I feel like we were living in like. We have college? Concert. Yeah, do we have like college knives? We're still? cutting with
0: butter knives. Was I think.
1: <laughs> a knife I had from 20 years ago?
0: I don't know, but. Uh, what the fuck? Copper Glaze, new sponsor of New Dad. All right.
1: That's season awesome.
0: two, they're going to be the uh, the official keynote sponsor for all of season two. Um, so, yeah, here in a second, we will be uh, seeing our first commercial for Copper Glaze. Um, but the tease. Uh, in a second, you're going to see an interview with me and my dad um you know we recorded the interview twice again we had a uh, lost video um that we recorded for about almost two hours i feel like we're just at the tip of the iceberg with this um you know with do you the,
1: feel closer to your dad from after that or no i don't
0: know about if i would say closer i i will say over the last 10 years i've felt you know immensely closer to my dad than i did growing up with him um i'll also say as you listen to this interview I don't, I don't think that he says anything that's not true. You know, I think he's being honest throughout the whole thing. But I do believe that, um, you know, people, a person's perception is their reality, right? Mm -hmm. And so his perception is that, you know, he worked really hard. He loved us. And, you know, overall, we had a pretty good life. And I don't think that's wrong. I think he worked really hard. I think he loved us. And I think, overall you know we didn't we had a pretty good life i i think he underestimates a lot or, or downplays a lot in his life and and that's something you're gonna see through the interview so um, i'm well, saying
1: well because there's moments in a child's life that are more impactful than a parent likes notices i think a lot of times right no matter what it is
0: yes but i'm all but i'm even talking about his own childhood Oh. Stuff that I know about in his childhood. And he's
1: downplaying.
0: The... He's downplaying how rough the neighborhood was, his upbringing, yeah. and 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 listen, he's on he's on a podcast, right? And and this is something I'm still struggling with, so many episodes deep, is
1: being honest, being not yeah. honest, but like sharing it all.
0: Being your yes, yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. And even if I'm being totally honest with with this season one, right? I came out and I said. You know, here are these things I want to change and I want to fix. And I want to be a better partner with you, right? And I'm talking about my socks and really like.
1: Socks are still out in full force. Sometimes they get pushed to the side though.
0: But they got, they got really. I was really good for a while. <laughs> I kind of slipped recently. Uh, I, I identified
1: four socks earlier today. Yeah. Socks are course, such a trivial
0: fucking I mean, thing. Like like if I was really trying to get to the bottom of it, we'd be talking about much bigger things, right? And that's hopefully you know like at some point. As the podcast progresses and I'm more comfortable in my own skin in front of the camera, I, I hope it's. And I feel like as it becomes. You
1: still don't feel comfortable. Not 100%. No. What are you at? Like 80,
0: 70%. Probably 75, 70, 70 yeah. percent You know, look at social media. Everyone put forth their best. Put mm-hmm. forth their best life, right? What yeah. what you're seeing isn't a true representation of their life, and I think you well, get someone, no one's
1: coming on and being like, yeah, let me talk about all the shit that yes. happened in my life and my family's life. It's like, no, yes. I'm gonna talk about the good stuff. Like and that's what people want to hear, but 100%. that's what I want to share.
0: So if I have my dad on for two hours and I'm getting, you know, and really two hours sounds like a lot, but it's not. So no, we've
1: already done how long? Oh, Forty minutes.
0: Forty minutes. So. So really, and, and I'm trying to keep these episodes short, too. You know, I think that's another thing I've learned. I know,
1: and then I'm already caught. I'm like, ask
0: me more. Let's yeah. talk more. Yeah. I'm like,
1: this is more. Like I said, when we we've talked in a long time.
0: But but the thing is, um, you know, I want to <laughs> have a month. Yeah, date night. I want to have a month for season two, episode one, because, um, you know, I think we got the tip of the iceberg. I think you got the the very nuts and bolts, like, hey, this is my dad's life. This is how he sees it. Now I think what would be cool is to go back and really dig in more and challenge them a little bit on some of this stuff.
1: Would you have maybe also like John like John or whatever, like Jackie or Gina come yeah, on right and maybe yeah, like yes. double question it or ask their perspective, you know, share their perspective? Well, and
0: yeah, because I also think that, I mean I'm as a, cool. as a coward that gives me a little bit of courage too, right? Because it's yeah. not just me saying hey, this is how I remember things. It's it's this is how this is how we remember it, right? Um, you know, well, and I'm not kind of,
1: trying to call them out in a negative way. It's just no. like sharing what you went through. And and it, yeah, yeah like, it's, it's just
0: real. It's when you're family, you get to see people at their best, and you get to see them at their worst, right? And that's part of being family. Um, so,
1: but not everyone wants to share that on a podcast.
0: Exactly, but we're gonna get my dad to share more of that because you know there are people who know me, who know him, who know our life, and they're gonna to listen to this and they're gonna think.
1: Who <laughs> They're just going to
0: think what when they see him talking because he has mellowed out so immensely yeah. from who he was when I was, you know, in 7th, 8th, ninth 10th, 11th, 12th grade. Yeah. It's just, you know, and you know, you'll hear in, in the interview part of that because he had me so young and we were growing up all together. So Yeah. So um, you know, Lena, I won't keep you much longer. Uh, I, I like I said, I was him, I'm having fun. I'm trying.
1: You to... don't want any more questions?
0: Nope. Uh, that's it. That's it. That's all. What? The, go ahead. You saw the email. I want to
1: keep talking. I don't get out much. I want to talk. <laughs> Let me talk more. No,
0: we'll have we'll have you on in season two.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Lita, thank you for joining us.
1: This is fun. This was fun. I was nervous.
0: No, I'm I'm good at making people feel comfortable. So we're going to have Papa Pappas here in a second, but before we do, a word from our sponsor, Glaze. What is Copper Glaze? Copper Glaze is the finest manufacturer of kitchenware products on the planet. We have the best cutting bowls, the sharpest knives, the best pots, and the most magnificent bowls for your kiddies and to- Eat and drink that water and food. Contrary to popular belief, Copper Glaze is not a reference for Donald Trump's See, follow us at Copper Underscore Glaze Underscore Kitchen on Instagram and like our Facebook page. Thank you. All right, welcome back. We are here at New Dad with a guest that was by far the most requested guest we had uh, throughout the season, and uh, and one that probably came up the most throughout our episodes. Papa Pappas, say hello to all Uncle hey, Tickle's nieces and doing, nephews.
2: I hate doing a new dad of yours. That's brother. right.
0: So uh, Papa Pappas is here. We're going to talk about uh, his life growing up and uh, you know his own childhood, and then kind of what he remembers about uh, being the father to Uncle Tickle's. Um, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you you know you were uh, born in
2: 1959.
0: Yep, Chicago, Illinois. Chicago, Illinois. Two Greek parents who uh, who are first generation, correct, correct. Yeah. So I guess talk to my viewers and, and, and listeners a little bit about what Chicago was like in the '60s. What growing up in Chicago was like.
2: Uh, I think I think growing up in Chicago, it was um, it was pretty simple and it was pretty innocent. I mean, uh, it didn't seem like anyone had a lot, you know. Uh, you know, we didn't have a lot of money, you know, uh, but everyone didn't have. A, No one had money. Everyone was in the same boat. So you didn't really know that, hey, you know, maybe you guys were a little poor. But, you know, uh, uh, everyone was about equal. And but the thing, the difference was, there wasn't this level of violence, you know, um, that you see nowadays um, with, you know, uh, gangs. Yeah, yeah, there was gangs, but 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 they weren't like they were now. You know, I'm sure I'm sure there were drugs, but the drug problem wasn't way out of control. Everyone had. It seemed like everyone had their parents. I think that was huge. You know, it wasn't a lot of. You know, it didn't seem like a lot of single family parents. Uh, right. Parenting. You know, you know, uh, you know, families. They're um, mainly husband and wife raising their kids, and you know, no one had a lot, but everyone was, you know pretty happy with what they had and they didn't know they didn't have a lot <laughs> you know right
0: i know you you ended up moving out of the city later in life did you stay in the pretty much the the, the same
2: neighborhoods in, in chicago well there was just there was two neighborhoods i lived in uh one was rogers park and that was until fifth grade and then the other one was fifth grade to about senior year high school and that was the austin neighborhood okay so those are the two neighborhoods i lived in You know and And
0: for me growing up, i think i you know when I think of your childhood the north North Austin days are more synonymous. I remember hearing about the the Pop Warner days uh
2: from not just you but uncle Lou and uncle Tom as well yeah, you know I was older too so it so 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 it played a bigger role but the North Austin Boys Club at that time uh it was a good deal it was run by the uh by the city's um uh a uh, police fifteen uh, district police uh Police force, and they had a boys club and they played they had baseball they had football they had basketball programs and they they had bad boxing programs yeah they did and so it was like uh they kept they kept the neighborhood kids busy by you know (laughs) keeping them the street yeah uh you know like involved in activities so it was a good thing
0: and so through sports you kind of uh earned a a reputation and you know kind of like a, a local tough
2: guy yeah well you know what I'll tell you what sports kind of I was able to, you know, make, you know, whatever, make a name for yourself. But sports, I found myself in sports. I, I started playing sports. I started getting better. All, all of a sudden, I found out I was good in sports. Right. Oh so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, and there's then, an instant gratification yeah, there, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, and it, and it kind of lifted my self-esteem. I was taller than the other kids in my uh, in my class. You know, all of a sudden, I started gaining weight and I was stronger. And then I was. I started to receive uh you know um uh, accolades for playing sports. I was good at it and people started to notice and it kind of made me, you know, it kind of uh was was a huge part of who I was at the time. You know, I don't know if that's good or bad or whatever, but yeah. you know, it wasn't bad, <laughs> but 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 it might have taken away from like, you know, um you know, uh educational type of uh things like i probably was oh yeah you know, i'm a sports i'm a jock you know i do i really need to study as hard and this and that no you know the, i'll always you know i'll always be a jock i'll make it but you know that's not how the world is right you know
0: <laughs> right and, and and during this time you're in chicago you're moving around you, you know you get to this north Austin neighborhood you know you you're kind of a the benefactor of of this great program from your mm-hmm. own words where, you know yeah. that was run it um, you're able to put a lot of time there and and that's good because your dad's working a lot during this time he's mm-hmm. not super present, yeah
2: yeah, you know you know he wasn't present. He worked from it seemed like when we woke up in the morning he was already gone to work and then by eight he and then he came home around eight o'clock every night, so it was like you know we really didn't see him a whole hell of a lot you right
0: know? and and he was a world class i don't know world class
2: athlete but uh, he was uh, he was a good athlete in his yeah, own right you right know, you know he played football um i think um you know, well, he, he ran track. Right, and I think we, we had discussed it, you know, when he was in the army during Korea. that's He didn't fight in Korea. Right. He ran for the US Army's track team. <laughs> you know, they were based out of Puerto Rico, yeah. you know. So, I mean, that was his, uh, you know, Korean War experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and so he, you know, he has the military
0: school and, and the military background. He's, uh, he goes to law school, becomes a lawyer, mm-hmm. he's working a lot. Sounds like a little bit of a hard man, and rigid maybe. Well, discipline for sure.
2: Yeah, d- discipline for sure. You know, I mean, you don't. You have to be disciplined to get through the. You know, uh, that sort Virginia of? Military right. Institute, and then and then be, law school. Yeah, and then you know, be in the army, and then be in law school. You know, um, you have to be. You know, fairly. Uh, you know, a discipline. Oh, you guys... Or you won't make it really. right yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah absolutely That's a lot of stuff to juggle you yeah. know a lot of it, things to be in yeah.
0: and you know not only that but um you know quickly found himself with five kids
2: five kids five, kids. five of us you know so there was a lot of miles to feed a lot of miles to feed you know you have to work day, <laughs> day and night and uh and my mom really didn't work at the uh, at that time right you know when we were real when we were really young she worked she, yeah. she She basically waitressed and that was it, you know, for a few years to pull in extra money, you know, before my dad actually got out of law school. Right. So, you know, that's what she did, you know, to make it.
0: And so, uh, you know, the North Austin football years, one thing that stood out to me that I think is worth mentioning, um, the, the team, it wasn't just that it was this nice program, right? And uh, and it wasn't just that you were
2: good. the The team was an awful good team. The program, the program, was an awful good program. It right. was it was it was well known throughout. The city and the suburbs is one of the best programs in the state,
0: and became a power kind of in the nation, right? Because you guys would go around and play we, we, teams from other states. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, every year at the end of the year, we'd sell these raffle tickets, and we'd earn enough. Well, we get enough money. We had a you know like a big event, and then we raffle off all the stuff. But that, but that money uh, helped us buy uh, you know plane tickets, and we would go to different states, Mo- mainly you know like southern states, Arizona. I uh, went to Arizona and Florida, and we go to like texas or 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 California, and we play in these bowl games, you know for grade school, which is kind of cool, you yeah, know well, super cool. yeah, yeah. Not,
0: and it's something I was really hard for me to relate to given my peewee career, you know yeah. uh, it didn't quite have anything like that, yeah. So, I I mean, that seems like an awesome thing for a kid of that age, you know, because probably we're not experiencing that stuff had it not been for for that football program. No, I
2: would have never experienced it if it it wasn't
0: for the North Awesome Boys Club. Uh, You know, at some point you start getting into a little trouble and that starts to worry your dad.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we got, you know, we ran. I mean, it was petty stuff. I mean, we might have stole hubcaps. (laughs) Uh, Maybe we smoked some pot. Right. You know, we drank alcohol once in a while. I mean, and those things, you know, those things would lead to trouble. Right. Well, and ultimately, but,
0: I know how your dad reacted to that. But, like, uh, I guess I'm thinking more in the immediate. Like, as you're going through this phase, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, I guess I, re- I remember a story from Yaya about Papu, you know, chasing you in a stolen car.
2: Well, <laughs> I, the <laughs> car. well, stolen what we took my aunt's car. <laughs> if you can call stealing your aunt's car, she used to live with us, my aunt lived with us. And, and what happened was we had, um, we had uh, s- stolen a bunch of merchandise out of a factory and we had set it and we had hit it. Um, so then what we did is at night, I t- took my aunt's keys uh, when she was sleeping, I took the car, you know, and then I picked up my friends and we went and we got this. It was it was all it was was stolen like sporting stuff helmets <laughs> jerseys you know uh, stuff like that you know it was uh, out of a, uh it was it, it was out of a factory that uh was storing you know you know, <laughs> you, know you know football equipment <laughs> so <laughs> basically but he yeah. so he chased you down in the car yeah yeah he did he you know it was kind of a surprise you know <laughs> we had went over there picked up the merchandise loaded in the car and we're driving it was maybe three o'clock in the morning and all of a sudden i see my dad walking down the street and i i, I just was panicked and i just put the car in park and jumped out and we all jumped out and ran <laughs> and just left the car running there with the stuff in the car and everything and my dad you know he got the car i you know i eventually had to go home and face the music but you know at the right at that point i was too scared i just Put the car in park, slammed a uh, brake for the car in park, and jumped out and ran. <laughs> now that actually um, <laughs> brings up another
0: story I, I remember hearing about Papu, and that that is like till his death he would challenge you guys to foot races and win. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: my but, dad was—I mean, mean you, know, know,
0: he's, you, you said he ran track for you know. For yeah, like, yeah. He was really,
2: Yeah.
0: So outside of uh, you know some stolen merchandise and and borrowing your aunt's car without permission, um, mm-hmm. you. I know you spent time at a couple different high schools. There were St. Pat's, you Steinmetz.
2: Know, Steinmetz, St. Pat's, and Marion Central. And then Mar- are three different yeah. high schools. Yeah.
0: So yeah, so so somewhere in there, you know, Steinmetz and St. Pat's are both here in the city, mm-hmm. in the Chicago yeah. area, and then, um, you know, so somewhere like the summer of seventy six, something
2: around there, you guys moved seventy seven. Yeah, it was it was in seventy six, the summer of seventy six, we moved to Wonder Lake, Illinois. Wonder Illinois. Yeah, out of Chicago. And we started going, everyone started going to school out there. And it was my senior year of high school.
0: So, you know, I guess there's a couple different questions about this. Um, Obviously, there's a little bit of culture shock coming from the city to Woodstock. Um, Pretty much. You know, it's way, two different worlds, especially going in 1977. I mean, Woodstock now... Um, probably looks like a thriving metropolis compared to what you saw. Yeah, yeah, right.
2: It was, and you know, being out there is like you know, you needed a car. Right. You needed to get you know, if you wanted There's to go no somewhere. Public yeah, right? No public transportation. Right. No public transportation. All your friends are dispersed all over the county. Right. Like not where not you know, like in the same in couple Where they're all in a four or five block radius. Yeah. All your friends are, and you all hung at one park that was in that you know in that area. So yeah, it was kind of it was kind of different, you know. And your dad has this idea that he wants to do. He wants to have a farm too, right? Yeah. Well, he had he had he had always had this dream of having a farm, and you know, um, you know, not farming it as such because he leased the property, right. but you know, but living in that type of uh, uh, environment, yeah, he wanted to. That was a dream of his, yeah. yeah. And and he so he's he's able to do that at yeah. the same time,
0: you know, um, you know, he's concerned that. You you had mentioned it at the top of the show there were gangs not as we know them. No, it's not as violent as right. there are now. Do you, you think
2: know? if you guys hadn't moved, you would have fallen into a, a, a gang? No, I don't think so because um, basically our gang we we all hung out together and it, the area we all hung out was was we were our own little gang from our own little turf. Right. Um, you know, I mean, we were we all hung. Hung at one park in Chicago, and you know um, we what didn't. What was the name of your gang? Uh, the, We didn't really Who have was? a name of the gang. <laughs> the, our gang was called Park Nine because uh, that was that park. Was, you was, <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, that was a number of the park that we hung uh-huh. out at. So it was just like it was Park Nine a big, Yeah, it was, yeah <laughs> it was just a Park Nine, and we just hung out there. Everyone lived within a few blocks of a Park Nine. There wasn't really no other gangs in that area, so we were just <laughs> our own little game, you know. So what were your first impressions of Woodstock? Were you I mean, were you pretty bummed about having to move all the way out there? Um you know, I was kinda eased into it because during that whole summer, um, I went to football practice right. uh, over Everywhere. at Marion Central. So like I knew everybody, I knew well, don't say I knew everybody I just knew the football players. Right. You know, and that was about forty kids already, so I had a pretty good uh, start on, you know, I'm 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 making friends, I kind of knew the area, you know, so um, it wasn't so bad, you know, I was kind of acclimated, you know, uh, into it slowly by, you know, going there and, it, you know, and and playing football and getting the recognition you get from playing football and this and that, you know. Um, so I started, I had a good start, you yeah. know.
0: Cause I've definitely heard the, these stories about, you know, what it was like when you came from uh, the city to Marion and just how you just you know, in your own words you destroyed guys
2: Yeah, I mean they had not like I said they hadn't played the, it They hadn't quite played the competition I had played against and plus, you know I had been playing a lot longer than some of these kids you and know? the schools are playing against our other kids that hadn't been playing against. And Yeah, you know, maybe they started playing when they Freshman in high school, right. I had been playing three or four years already. By right. that time, I was a freshman. I already played, and I played for a really good program, North Austin Boys. So, <laughs> taught me to be a really good football player. <laughs> I knew the fundamentals. I knew techniques. I, you know, um, you know, they instilled. You know, there was a certain way you play with a reckless abandon, speed, and hitting. And you know, it was. So when I went to Marion Central, it was just like a step up from what they had been seeing. You right. know? there was. There was good football players yeah, at Marion sure. Central, yeah. you know, I mean you know there was
0: good players, you yeah know? um and so it's at Marion uh that you meet you know my mom your mm-hmm. your future wife, yeah um you know, talk about that a little
2: bit, uh just how you guys met and um you know, it was basically football season was basically over, and I was still hanging out, you know, I hung out um with some of the um some of my friends that had played football. And uh, we would go to the park and we'd meet other people from school there, you know, and, you, and your mom was one of them, okay. you know. So, and that's how I first met her was, you know, after school going to the, uh, uh, you know, park and then just hanging out, and, yeah. you know, and that's how I met your mom. So that's 77, mm-hmm. by, by 81,
0: you guys are married and, mm-hmm. and, and I'm on the way. Yep, and you're on the way. And first, uh, first baby born in McHenry County right. in
2: 1982. That's right. It is. <laughs> I, have a, I have a newspaper clipping to prove yeah. it. Yeah. And
0: uh, But, yeah, so,
2: the, you know, I guess you can call that pretty hot and heavy, pretty fast, you know, things move pretty quickly yeah. for you guys. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, back then I think, you know, people met. They uh, they decided they were going to get married earlier. It's for sure. it, It's a different kind of scene right now. Yeah. Uh, you know. Adults wait longer, get careers, get houses, save money, do things. Then they have kids. And also, you know, during that time, that's when your dad gets sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad got sick. Um, he died in '81, so it was probably I was I want to say he might have been diagnosed at the beginning of '81 or, or late '80 with um, with a brain tumor. He had he had lung cancer, brain tumor you know i think i think basically he had lung cancer and then the uh then the cancer, sp- cancer sp- you know mis- you know spreading and then it spread to his brain so it was pretty and it was inoperable and you know and so it was it was a fairly quick maybe 8 months from diagnosis to the, to the time that he actually passed you
0: know and th- and that's a hard time for you know for anyone you know losing their dad but um you know, it's it's made slightly, you know, I wouldn't say slightly, maybe exponentially harder for you because, you know, you graduate high school, you meet my mom, you guys move to Rockford, you're going to Rock yeah. Valley, you're playing football, um, and you suffer a knee injury that, that mm-hmm. ends your football career. So around the time that you're dealing with, you know, which, you know, now in in hindsight, it probably seems like a small thing to be dealing with. is yeah, the, the, the end of the that.
2: Knee injury and everything. Is but in the me.
0: moment, in the moment, that was... It was, it was, it, it was pretty big at the moment. Yeah, I mean, your you identity know,
2: had been built kind of yeah. around
0: the being this
2: athlete. Uh, yeah. I mean, stuff. you always think, you know, you always uh, in the back of your mind, you're always going to, you know, look, you're always saying to yourself, um, sports is going to end at some time and yeah. it ends for professional athletes yeah. too, you know? So it's going to end for, you know, normal people too. For sure. And I knew eventually it was going to end. It just went in uh, I just went in a different route, the injury, you know, I just thought I would play up to a certain level, and that would be it. You know, when your dad goes, do you have, at that point, you know, any regrets? Um, well, yeah, I think you do. I think once when, you, when there's someone close to you that they pass, you always look back, and you have regrets. Like, I should have spent more time. I should have done this. You know, I mean, you look back, and you're like, what could I have done that could have made this relationship, you know, better? Or... um been more involved in the relationship and you, you know, say to yourself, man, that's, you know, um, I miss, I miss an opportunity, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, but life's short. You just, you kind of take everything for granted. You don't realize it until like someone's gone, how much you really wanted to say, to talk to him, and, you know, and to share your thoughts. And, you know, it was, it was, that is hard. You know, mm-hmm. I think it happens to a lot of people. You know, they have regrets about that. And, and how how do you think that affected you? You know, moving forward as a person. <sighs> it, I guess, you know, I when I look back at it, you know, there's I, I look back and I try to um, evaluate, you know, our relationship and the things that I thought, you know, um, as 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 my dad, as a father, how he raised this. And I thought, oh, well, you know, maybe, you know, some of the things he, I, that he w- wasn't able to do, like spend more time with his kids, I would try to, you know, it, you know, I know he was trying to build a, a successful law practice and this and that, but I wasn't a lawyer, you know, I mean, right. so. Um, it was hard for you to yeah, relate more yeah, appreciated. Yeah, was, I, I wasn't going to, you know, I, I wasn't going on this really, uh, you know, you know, a professional <laughs> type of track. So I thought, well, you know what I'm doing, I could spend more time with my kids. And I figured that that's what I wanted to do. I thought I tried to spend as much time with you guys as I could. You know, I coached you guys, I coached the For girls. Sure, yeah. You know, I went to all your games and stuff, you know, which my dad wasn't able to do, you know? Right. And my dad wasn't able to coach his own kids and stuff. And I, I thought, you know, that was one thing, and I miss, and I miss my, and I miss my dad. You know, I mean, miss the, you know, and um, you know, uh, his, uh, his influence on me, and you know, um, he 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 was a smart man, much smarter than me. <laughs> so you know, you wonder um, what sort of advice or what yeah, sort of right. I mean, well, he could have helped me as I as I as I became a parent, moved on, and had more kids, and he was a grandfather, and you know, I mean, you know you don't, you just, it never happens, so you don't know, you know. It's, right, a lot or, of what-ifs. Yeah, a lot of what-ifs, yeah. Um,
0: you know, so he leaves behind five kids, he leaves mm-hmm. behind a wife. Um, and, and I think this is a good time to talk about Yaya a little bit. What was she like as a mom?
2: Um, I thought she was a pretty good mom, you know, um, she was dealing with five kids at, <laughs> at, you know, I mean, all within like a year, a year and a half apart from right. each other. It was just, it was a madhouse. Yeah. But I thought, but I thought she did a pretty good job. I mean, uh, when we were younger, we we're, you know, um, well taken care of. She was always around us. I mean, we always had, we always went to the beach or, you know, the parks and this and that. So, you know, she did a lot with us, um when you know when my dad died i was already married and so was my younger sister tia yeah she was already married also so we were out of the house already by that time so it was my mom was left with uh three, three uh three younger yeah. kids in high school so
0: and your and brother lou stepped up big time He yeah he did, yeah, he a did. Lot.
2: yeah once he got out of uh, uh high school and this and then he got job when he when he got a job and was working uh he shared his paycheck with my mom and to help my mom out. You know, I mean, he lived there for Christ's right. sake. You know, I mean,
0: and Yaya was a huge part. I, I may not have ever met Papu, but yeah. me growing up, y- Yaya was, you know, you know, outside of my parents, probably like the, one of the biggest influences I can think of. You know, um, as far as her presence right. and just um, she was, uh, she was proud of her grandchildren.
2: Yeah, and, I know.
0: think you know, definitely, I would describe her as like a matriarch of the family you know definitely yeah for sure and she was i think in a lot of ways the the tie that like bound everyone together yeah and yeah it kept the family together you know i think she did this is also uh a a good time to you know segue into you know you're you know and and you mentioned it you know you're out of the house you're expecting a child i come shortly after Mm -hmm. um so now you've gone to Losing your own father to becoming a father in in just three months. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess what's it like to be a twenty two year old with a, a newborn son? Uh, well,
2: <laughs> I actually didn't know that much. I mean, I yeah. you know, of course, growing up, I always had brothers and sisters right. around, so I could you know, I knew what was what it was like growing up. But raising a child and then growing up are kind of two different things. The responsibility uh-huh. level of, of raising your own child. And you know, it's, it's a job that you know, until they actually leave your house, it's a full time job, every minute of the day, every, you know, week of the month, every month of the year is, you know, it's your heart, it's the hardest job you'll ever do in your entire life is parenting. For sure. It's easier to go to work. than yeah. to stay at oh, home yeah. And be a parent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. As someone who's now a
0: stay at home parent, I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, during this time, you're also working nights, correct? Right, right. So, my so you guys are doing this to try to offset the child care costs a little bit. Right. Yeah. You know,
2: well, yeah. I mean, when I when we first we first started working, I was working days, and then uh, Yaya, actually, my mom, Yaya, you know, your Yaya took care of you for the first six weeks mm-hmm. before we could actually get you in, because you just you can't take a newborn into a daycare center right, right yeah. be a certain yeah. age, you know? yeah. <laughs> For sure. So. Yeah. Yeah, and then it, uh, it was a little bit later than, you know, that I went to... um tonight. Yeah, you were probably, I don't know, you were nah, probably about six months or something um, when... Um, and you did that for a while? When, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did it for a long while, yeah. 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 I took care of you during the day, then I would hand you off to your mom, and then... Cool. Actually, actually, I would hand you off to a babysitter for like another hour, then I would go to work, and your mom would come home from work, and... Yeah. Take so you weren't very you weren't no. a babysitter very
0: long no no um and, and you know, not that I remember anything from this time period really mm-hmm. I do remember uh you know like some of my er- or one of my earlier memories is bringing you lunch to the bringing you food mom saying she forgot your lunch or you forgot your lunch and driving it out to algin
2: yeah did, uh,
0: that's true yeah, yeah, yeah I, I yeah, just yeah. I mean that's just like a i mean in
1: yeah, that's yeah, she it. would
2: just bring me lunch for yeah. once in a while, just so we can see each other. I mean, yeah, because we we there the, was the, she, you know, like uh, I would go to work. I wouldn't see her. I would right, be yeah, because it'd be the I would, would come home late. She'd be sleeping, and then you know she would get up in the morning to go to work. I mean, it's just you know the time we saw it with each other wasn't a lot. Right. In those phases.
0: Well, and, and I'm trying to bring up the fact that it's tough. Like that time period, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I think it's, all, it's I, I think it's tough for young you. parents. Yeah, to, for
2: sure. To you know, I mean to. Raise you know a children like that. I mean it's you know not yeah, it, easy. It's, it, it's hard to
0: yeah, do. It, it may seem like a, a little bit uh, overblown to call it traumatic, but um, you know, I guess the reason I was leaning it because you know so you you have this this surgery that that ends your 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 playing career a little yeah. unexpectedly. Your your father dies, and also your place of employment is pretty crazy at this time too. You're working at uh, uh, a I hospital guess. for the for the it's criminally insane. Yeah. yeah, for the yeah. criminally insane as an order. Yeah. So, um, so it's not like, you know, you're not doing, your job is not pleasant. No,
2: no, the job's not pleasant. So you was, so it was nice to come home and, you know, play with a little baby. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I guess, you know, talk about me as a, as a
2: baby then, you know, what was I like? Oh, I, you were, you were a delightful (laughs) little kid. You know, you weren't very fussy. You Mm -hmm. were happy all the time. You know, you were easy to play with. You, uh, you pretty much, uh could uh, entertain yourself i could put you down with toys and you would play i would take you to the park all the time um you know you'd love the park i mean you'd scream bloody murder when <laughs> i uh to, to when get, it was time to go, oh, but yeah. you know, <laughs> but you were you were a, you were a really good kid. But, so, and
0: and, uh, and a couple years after uh, I, I show up, comes Jono.
2: Yeah, two years in Jono, and then another what? Two, two years, years, Jackie. Jackie, and then four years came Gina. Yeah.
0: So, what are some of the differences that you remember with each kid? You know, maybe that's a little hard looking back. Um,
2: I know Jono was a difficult child. He was more difficult. He was more, and he was a little more fussy. Mm-hmm. He cried a little more. He, he was in. A, he was. Like constantly moving, he can He was a, a thinner baby than you. He right. could. He was on the go constantly. <laughs> so you really had to watch him. Where you were, you know, you just kind of hung out and did stuff. You know, <laughs> That's you were. Fun. You know, John yeah. was all over the place. Yeah. You know, and then getting into everything. Well, I mean, and some things
0: uh, I guess hold true, right? Because John was still very active and very, very much skinnier yeah. than I am. But... Well,
2: that's how he got yeah. his name, John. Yeah. John yeah. No, No, because he got a No. Stop. You know, yeah. I was using everything. No, 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 yeah. No, No. Oh no. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you remember about Jackie? Well, you know, she was the first girl. Oh, right. you know, yeah. So it was, it was a special. Uh, she, you know, she was a special baby. I mean, I probably doted over her and you know spoiled the living, you know, the living hell out of her. You know. Uh held her more, carried her more, played with her more, you know, Um, but, but that's what, you know, I mean, I spent a lot of time, you know, investing in her for being the first, the youngest, you know, being at that time, the youngest and the only girl. Yeah, well, and and
0: by the time Gina comes, you're about 32 years old and you have four kids, which is something that isn't that crazy to you, but it's it's crazy to me, uh, and I keep reminding myself that, because as I'm about to turn 39 with two, I, I have to think. Well, well, by the time my dad was thirty nine, I was like, he, I was in high school. Yeah, you, know? Right. I was like, you know, so uh, you know, and I had two kids under two. So just thinking of the difference from that standpoint, kind of like really Rams at home. Um, you know, just the two different scenarios that you know that that we're both in.
2: I don't know. I don't know if there's anyone that's better than the other one. I don't know if it's better than. I mean, I had you know what you know. What's one thing about having your kids younger? When you're in your forties or going, they're older, you know. They're right. You know, you then you could have a life, you know. Right. I mean, if you have a life anyway, yeah. having kids was the funnest time. You know, I would never ever change anything about that. It was probably the funnest time I ever had when you guys were little kids. Yeah, it was the funnest time, you know, um, that I that I had. You know, and what did you have the most fun doing? Or, or Julie, what was the most just, fun? Just 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 doing things with you guys, like you know, taking you to the park. You know, um, playing with you guys. You know, that's that was so fun. That that was the fun part. You guys were still still innocent. You could tell you guys anything. You believe anything <laughs> there was. You know, um, it was. You guys were happy. You know, you guys were happy kids. And you know, um, it was. I was happy. You know. It was, and did you
0: feel like we were uh, as brothers and sisters, especially close?
2: Um, I thought you guys were were fairly normal. I mean, as far as being close, I, it seemed like as you guys got older and older. I mean, you get out of high school that you guys were, you could see the bonds between you guys were were strong, which was a good thing. You right. Know? I mean, yeah, when you were younger, you had to live in the same confines in the same <laughs> you know, house and we'd just sleep in the same bedrooms. You know? Right. But as, but as you got older, you guys all were going to college and doing this and moving out you know it seemed like you guys had um um had developed uh you know you know a good relationship together you know which is good i'm glad to see it you know
0: would it be fair to say that uh the hardest thing um during that time
2: period was just money Uh, yes in in a way it was you know i mean yeah money is money is always an issue you know money buys everything, and you know. Um, part of the deal too was um, all you guys went to private schools. Right. You know, so that was a lot of money every year that we had come up with to put you guys through grammar school, high school. None of you guys went to a public school K through 12. You hmm. went to maybe a month of kindergarten in a public school in Chris Lake before we moved to Woodstock. And then I went, to public,
0: I went to public uh, kindergarten in Woodstock. He, I went to Westwood. Okay, you went yeah. to Westwood. But okay, either way, yeah, 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 right. But I mean, that Other was also. That, but, that was it. But that wasn't that was our it. choice, right? You know, that, I'm, I'm just yeah. saying, like that. I mean, let's You're be honest. Right. Like You're mom's right. family did. was like very much like are very they're our, Catholics, and and they all and all well, they my, all went they to, all went Saint went to Mary's. St. Mary's, and they all so went to you Mary's. you were all destined to go to St. Mary's, right? And it was really important to mom that we all
2: went. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that was,
0: and I think it made it harder that. Uh, mom had a sister who had kids who were going to St. Mary too. Pete, Leo, Andrew—they were all going to St. Mary. So everyone had to go to St. Mary. So that's right. a,
2: that's an extra financial strain for sure. Yeah.
0: For sure. Um, so there was that, and, you know, and I guess, I, I, and I'm not I'm not saying that uh, you know my my recollection of our childhood wasn't happy because it was. I think you know there was, um, there, but there was a, like I think. Being young, and and I think a lot of it has to do with what you're saying. Going to private school, you know, you you had talked about, uh, you know, when you were growing up, kind of everyone around you didn't have a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Right. No one really knew that they didn't have anything because when you looked around, (laughs) about the same situation, everybody's in the same boat, right? And (laughs) and and where we live, when you looked around, like you wouldn't notice it by looking at our neighbors, but when you notice it, when you would go to school, right? You notice it, um, you know, maybe with, you know. That with uniforms actually helped tremendously uh, you know, minimize some of level that. level the playing field. It, it did, they know, did. So but no. there's always something, right? They'll, they'll find something. So for us, it was shoes, right? It became, and especially for kids who are growing real fast. Yeah. It's, you know, in a family who doesn't have a lot of money, it's ridiculous to spend a lot of money on a shoe, on a pair of shoes that a kid's it's, not going to grow out yeah, of really fast. Yeah, you're growing
2: out of every six, seven months.
0: But for other families where maybe the money's a little bit more disposable, that's less of a concern or, or maybe, yeah. even, you know, whatever the case may be. So, I mean, we were more aware of it, um, I think, than our peers in school for sure. Um, you know, and and that's something that I think, uh, you know, again, just it, it was clear that, uh, you know, it was something that was stressful for you guys. And, I, and now being a parent, you know, I can't imagine. Well,
2: you know, this is the way I look at it. This is the way I, I, I kind of looked at it back then. Yeah, you might not have had exactly everything that those kids had, guess what those kids all wanted to hang out with you guys well that's yeah yeah. because you guys were good athletes you guys were uh you know you had you had good personalities everyone liked you in school people were were that was true attracted towards you that was true for me
0: later though i i you know for me i would i would say that was not necessarily the case probably up until like sixth grade seventh grade is when i really like i mean really seventh grade by seventh grade i remember that's when I, I kind of grew, and, I, and by that time, it was, uh, you know, I was starting to really separate from, from the other kids in that regard, but um, up until then, I was just, uh, you know, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, I, th- I think I struggled uh, maybe a lot more than you
2: think. Probably, making, I probably wasn't aware yeah, of it. You know making I mean?
0: friends, and, and a lot of, the, and what's funny is a lot of the kids that I became really close with were some of the kids that w- were not necessarily always the nicest not that they tormented or bullied me by any means but just it was like when you're trying to break into a group and you you were more looked at it as an outsider for a really long time and it wasn't until sports and uh until i started beating a lot of those kids that um that door you know opened up and you know you start you're now no longer an outsider you're kind of one of them mm-hmm. um you know and so i mean there was that but um but you're right you know after that sports kind of did make it a draw and yeah, it was. Uh, it became less of an issue at that point, I think, um, because now all of a sudden there was this other social currency that we were playing with. Right? It was, um, you know, I could prove my worth, you know, because I was,
2: yeah. I was and, good. And and kids wanted to be um, hang out with you. Guys. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. You know, because
0: that instills confidence, and as yeah. confidence grows, um, you know, it's it's an important thing, and people want to be around other confident people. Also, around this time, so I. But I, I, some of that stuff starts to take a toll that you're talking about. Because you're going to work, you're coming back. Uh, you have a wife who's who's not working. You have four kids who are capable of, of helping and pitching in, mm-hmm. and you're not seeing what you would like done. So you know this is where I think you know from my standpoint, there there's a period where there's where you're coming back and it's a it's a palpable um, frustration. You know you're coming mm-hmm. back and you're frustrated with the situation at the home because you're cleaning, yeah. you're doing laundry, and you're cooking. Uh, kind maybe of what you're
2: thought oh well you know it's more and more it's being dumped on me i thought you i thought number one I, thought, I always thought the kids could do more right Right. you know like wash dishes pick up clean for help, sure help around the house a little more yeah. you know which isn't asking a lot no you know and um so i mean that was that was part of i mean there was a lot of there was a lot of strain you know um like coming home and make sure, you know, paying the bills and, you know, doing the grocery shopping and then some, come, coming home to cook and make sure you guys had your laundry was done for in the morning for when you guys went to school, everything was washed and dried, and, right. you know? Yeah, it, it, doing, you know, playing all those roles, it does put a little strain on you, you know? And now I wonder, um, I, I'm just curious, is there a part of
0: you looking back where, you're, you know, you're you're kind of looking at that situation and you're thinking that there's things you could have done as a parent, like earlier on when we were younger kids to maybe instill more responsibility, you know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah, I probably let you guys off the hook by, you know, cleaning up after you and doing stuff, you know, picking up after you and um, stuff like that. I didn't, I didn't, we didn't hold you guys accountable and didn't, you know, You know, give you guys more responsibility for your own, you know, actions and stuff, and you know, and help around the house and be part of that. You know, I I probably didn't do that, and that's you know, oh well, that happened. I mean, it never, it didn't hurt you guys, right? Yeah, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, And then you know, I think there's that, and I think there's also the added thing where like you, maybe more than the average person, are sometimes unaware of the tone and uh, and. (laughs) When you get excited, and when you yeah. get excited, that's what people say. Yeah, you know, that it's I, frightening that speak, sometimes. Yeah, it, I guess,
2: <laughs> I guess it could be. Yeah, it's kind of scarier. But if you know me, if like the, some of the people that really know me real close, they go, "Oh man, I don't see why other people think that. You're so mellow, so laid back, so you know." You so are chill. super
0: mellow and chill so now. Chill, you, you are, know? you are really mellow and chill now. And it's probably very misleading for some of the audience, uh, especially. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm imagining like Generic and Suds and Flynn who are watching this, and they, you know, like they've seen you, but like they haven't. You know, I'm. I'm. It was sometime after college, and I think part of it is also the relationship between us. Us changes as I become an adult, and uh, you know, I start to first understand some of the things that you've been telling me for a long time, and also it's just. I'm, you know, like less of your problem uh, to a certain degree. Cause now it's, you know, like I'm an adult, I'm, pa- you know, it's like, I'm, yeah, yeah I mean, he, you grew up to, years you grew old, up to you know? be, uh,
2: you know, a good person and, you know, a good, uh, I knew you were going to be a good father, you know, um, uh, you just grow up to be a good person and you know, I, I wasn't worried about you, um, you know, worried about you, you know. Probably more so than so, I would yeah, say I would have you other kids to worry about? Yeah. You're the oldest. Yeah. Well yeah. I mean you're right. already there at a certain point, now I gotta, you know, worry about the younger kids a little more. Yeah, no. Yeah. For, yeah. But uh, I I guess I, it that leads to a good question. Out of all
0: of the kids, who was there a kid you worried about the most? Now? No, just like in general, look looking back, now that we're all adults looking, looking back. back who did you worry about the most?
2: Um, boy, that's a that's a that's a tough question. Um, probably Jackie, maybe. Yeah, yeah, because I knew, you know, I knew. For some reason, John was more driven. It seemed like he had his he, he had it together more in high school, okay. and he seemed to be going. You know, he seemed to have uh, everything together. knew what he wanted to do, knew where he wanted to go. You, on the other hand, you, it didn't seem like you really knew where you wanted to go. But you still, I still was, you know, I still was confident in you. you. You were, you were smart. You maybe you hadn't lived, you hadn't at that point lived up your uh, lived up your expectations. Mm-hmm. You hadn't, your grades didn't. Didn't reflect your intelligence at that point yet, but I, I still had confidence in you. Gina seemed like she was too, she was, uh, she was too wired and you know and narrow, you know, straight. She was more focused. Jackie was a little less focused, yeah. You know, and I thought you know that we had gotten off to a pretty good start after high school when she went to nursing school. Mm-hmm. I thought awesome. you know we're on the good path, and when that dropped out, I just. I was a little more worried about her. But you guys really never gave me that much to worry about, I don't yeah, think. No. Really, you know? No, no. I mean, there
0: was a couple instances I could think of, but yeah.
2: yeah. But yeah. Um, I was a little worried in a couple instances.
0: Yeah. But yeah. They were illegal, you know? <laughs> yeah. But also, I mean, yeah, I mean, I do think that in the big scheme, like, oh, and especially with my group of friends, for the majority of things, you, we were pretty tame and we were pretty. Uh, you, were, you had a pretty good set of friends. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, looking back at it and knowing what Jono and friends, Jono's
2: friends were good, too. They, were, they good, were
0: good. But I feel like, looking back, the kids were getting progressively... They were doing progressively more adult things, I guess, at younger ages than we ever were.
2: For, yeah, I, I would have to say that's probably true. Yeah, yeah Jono's... When you look at Jono... Yeah, and even Jackie's... If, yeah, more. Jackie... Oh, yeah, Jackie, too, at that. Yeah, Jackie, for sure. yeah... J- Maybe more so than John. Yeah, even. for sure,
0: a hundred percent. So that was crazy to me. Just, I mean, and it has nothing to do with you guys as parents, or just just more so an observation. Where it was, just, um, I guess, as a parent, you have to worry about your kids' friends and who they're hanging out with and everything. Mm-hmm. But and
2: I wasn't too worried about who you guys
0: hung out with. You yeah, guys all had pretty good friends, you know, for the yeah. most part. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think so. Um, still, though, I you know I think um, <laughs> we have to bring up since we're talking about some of John's friends. Um, the night that you caught them peeing out of the window.
2: Oh, well, you know, <laughs> you guys would, you know, um, I knew you guys were going to party, okay? So I was like, okay, don't just, just don't drive around, okay? I get I get it, you're going to party. Go upstairs in the, in the you guys had a, a big room. Go upstairs, sit with your friends, party up there. Don't get in a motor vehicle and drive, you know? that's when bad yeah. things happen it's true yeah. so you know so i'm going i'm sitting outside i went outside i don't know maybe i think i might have walking so, the dogs we had taken the dogs outside in the backyard and then all of a sudden i see the window open up on the second floor and i see someone yearning <laughs> out, <laughs> out the window yeah. so my first instinct was i i ran into the garage i'm looking i go I know I got a BB gun in here somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to find that BB gun. (laughs) I'm going to blast that thing right off. You know? So, yeah, that that did happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm
0: uh, pretty sure that night ended with you challenging uh, all of
2: Jono's friends to fight in the front yard. Well, uh, what happened was I went to bed, I think, (laughs) and then I woke up, and then I had to go to work, you know? it's really early in the morning. I think it was like 4.30. I woke up, and I... Went in, um, got dressed, you know, was going to work, and I opened up the refrigerator to get my lunch, and everything was gone. And <laughs> you guys had eaten everything in the house. And I'm like, damn. So there were, so you guys, so then they came down, and I told them, I said, everyone out on the front lawn, I'm kicking everyone's ass. Because <laughs> so, I was like, I had had it. You guys have been up all night partying, all you know. I can hardly sleep. I can right. hear you guys, don't uh, forget, you know. I so I need to go to sleep, you know. Still not as bad yeah. as uh living underneath Jimmy though. Jimmy Stabler. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad, you know. Can't sleep with that party going. Oh jeez. <laughs> well with Jimmy, um I my room was above Jimmy Stabler's room. Yeah. Man, sometimes you play that music so loud, my bed would vibrate. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> I'd be sitting in the bed going, Holy cow, my bed's vibrating.
0: <laughs> I think I told you what I used to do. I would sneak into the basement and pull out his fuses. And so, just oh. I would pull out so he could, so there was no electricity going to his room. And then uh, he'd be so fucked up, he wouldn't realize what would have happened. And the next morning, I would just go plug it back in. There's two stories that I want to ask you about, I'd heard from your mom growing up. One was a story about Papu working for the CIA. Um, yeah, um,
2: and um, yeah, he was. A, my father uh, was a con, just a, he was a contract employee, was so right. on contract, and he worked for the CIA. But I mean, it wasn't like secret spying stuff. He organized uh, labor uh, unions. Yeah, organized labor unions in Central taught, America and taught labor organizers how to organize labor unions. Yeah, yes, in Central America and. Uh, in and, um, honduras and, and what time period was that kind of like, uh, it was in the later 50s later 50s yeah. okay
0: so like right around seven okay, fifty eight, right before you're born yeah okay yeah,
2: before i was born
0: um and then there was another one uh that there was a, a relative on someone's side maybe your dad's or your mom's in greece uh during world war ii who was helping uh like guerrillas and was was going to be executed
2: well the story goes like this it's more or less um when the germans um were 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 fighting the greeks in the mountains you know there was uh, greek uh, guerrilla warfare so what so the so the germans idea to stop this warfare was to single out civilians you know it, if there was an attack on the germans by you know a by you know greek uh greek insurgents they would they would uh you know um execute so many civilians that was the deal and you know they had lined them they had lined up my uh one of my mother's relatives who who happened to be a doctor but since they found out he was a doctor they pulled him out so they They could possibly use him for their own medical purposes so yeah he was he was spared of you know a firing squad they would just uh Grab like 10, 10, 10 people right. and just shoot them, right. you know, for whatever. Just because there was an attack on their, yeah, uh, you on know, their one for ten, yeah. whatever, right. the, whatever yeah. the rule might be.
0: Wow. Um, okay. Um, you know, Jake, we'll, we'll switch gears a little here too. So we we had Jackie and Gina here today. Those are my two sisters. They wanted me to ask you who is your favorite child.
2: <laughs> I had this discussion. With someone today already about this, <laughs> and it was funny because um, it wasn't any kids. It was a friend of mine, and uh, I told I told um, I told her. I said that I don't. I never played favorites. <laughs> don't have. I, I don't. I don't take sides. One kid against another. Um, all my kids basically are the same to me. You know, <laughs> uh, I love them all the same. You know, uh, I don't really have a favorite child. At all. That's, and I had this discussion today. It was <laughs> with someone, you know, yeah. that, I, that I don't pick favorites, you know. So. Uh,
0: okay. I, I, I think it's Jackie still, but.
2: Jackie, to this, at this point in time, Jackie, because she always needed, you know, was more probably needy than the rest of you guys. Yeah. You know, so I think that if it seems like I'm. You know, I like Jackie more. It's just the fact that I interact with her more because maybe she needs more, and you know, this and that. You know, that's fair. You know, other than that, so and plus she's single. (laughs) You guys are all married. You got your lives. You got your wives. You got your kids. You guys are all these lot. You know, you're doing stuff. You guys are all wrapped up with Jackie's the only one that isn't really doing anything. You know, true. (laughs) So uh, she she has more time to hang out with me.
0: Can you tell the audience a little bit about the gas chamber growing up?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, the gas chamber, was (laughs) when when the kids were little, if I had to fart, (laughs) I'd grab the kids and start... I'm putting you in the gas chamber, and I'd I, I straddle him, I'd blow a fart. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that like was le- the funniest damn thing yeah. i ever seen. It was a leg it lock so where, yeah. our, where our faces
0: <laughs> are, are uh, in, in my his butt. Yeah. <laughs> and uh,
2: and i rip a fart. <laughs> you guys would be screaming. This was a pretty common... Your mom common, would be screaming yeah. This would be you know, a
0: pretty common occurrence as a, yeah, as a it child. Was,
2: it, was, it was fun. Yeah. I thought, I just thought it was fun uh-huh. how to do it. Do you have any questions for me? Oh, um, you know, I think um, is what have you learned as far as being a parent? How does it, you know, does it ch- change anything that you look back on in life? And, you know, we, you, you might not have thought about, hey, this is how it was for my, you know, cause you didn't, cause now you're walking in my shoes.
0: I guess I saw how, how, I saw conversations that we had that worked and I saw conversations that we had that didn't work. Right. And I, and I think if I'm being totally honest, the ones that didn't work are the ones that went more, got more emotional, right. Where probably, you yeah. know, where they get, because then all of a sudden at that point there, there becomes a point in those sort of conversations where both parties are no longer like the, whatever the, the point of the conversation was has gone out the window. Right. And now it's more so about hurt feelings or about energy or about, you know, now I'm, you're challenging me or, or you're telling me as an adult that I don't know what's right.
2: Yeah. And then sometimes as a parent, you're like, okay, I've had enough. I've heard heard enough. This is it. I don't care what you say. For sure. Bam. You know, I got other things I got to move on. I'm tired. I just, this is, this is it. And this is the way it's going to be. For sure. the parent. Right. (laughs) Well, yeah. And I think that's, yeah. I mean, and
0: and, and I don't think anyone's saying that there aren't moments where that's called for, you know, that's for sure going to be called for. but the other thing I think I've learned the most is, I mean, and this is probably the biggest thing, and it's not necessarily um, really a helpful thing to have knowledge of, but it's just knowledge of the spectrum of love, where um, I think before having a kid, I had such a very narrow understanding or experience with love. You know, I I love my family. I love my brothers and sisters. I love my mom and dad. Um, I love mm-hmm. my wife. But... Um, you know the love for a child is just it's different it's
2: it's, 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 it's exponential you know it's great actually higher greater. you learn more about love you open yourself up for sure you learn the capacity that you actually have within yourself to yeah. love yeah you it's, know it's wild okay i mean you know that's the,
0: i mean that's probably the biggest thing i've learned it's just that experience and it's kind of and again it's, it's just a more good experience yeah it's no it's yeah. an awesome yeah, right. it's, it's eye-opening and it's uh you know it's it really is it, it's wonderful um but, you know, with with it comes a ton of responsibility and not necessarily uh, a horrible mm-hmm. thing. But, you know, it's a, a, a heavier weight, right? Because now yeah. there's other people that you're responsible and, and for. Just,
2: and just think about what I said. You know, those times when you guys were younger were the happiest times of my life. I mean, eventually, you, you know, you you know, your kids are going to get older. They're going to move around. They're going to want to be with their friends. More. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. And then you won't, they, you know, they'll be... Kind of distancing themselves from you. Yeah, and that's a transition. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a transition. And you then you look back and you go, these were the some of the funnest Mm -hmm. I ever had when they were young and we did things together and we and they just relied on me and I was their best friend and Mm -hmm. and they always wanted to be around me and I was a I was the everything in their world. You know,
0: for sure. All right, well, that's all I really have for today. Um, Well, I I guess there was one other question they wanted me to ask, and I say that it was Lita, Jackie, and Gina. Um, Any regrets? I I asked you this about, you know, your relationship with your dad. Any regrets as a father, just looking back?
2: You know, probably, if there's any regrets, I think we touched on them before, was that maybe that I didn't, I wasn't, um, when I spoke to you guys, I know you guys were always like, man, you know, I'm scared of my dad, my dad's, <laughs> you know, he'll get pissed off or something. But I, maybe that I didn't spend enough quality time actually in conversation to try to get to know your uh, perspective the way you felt the way, you know, it was always the way, okay, I think this is the way we should really go. You know, I have experience here. You don't. <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. you're telling me doesn't really—is it going to really work? Right. But, I mean, something might work out of it, but it's not going yeah, to work. Yeah. So here, let's just go my route. <laughs> you know, because I know it's a proven route. Right. You know, and, and you know it's you know, and, and, and uh, it'll be successful. But maybe I didn't you know take enough time to to understand your guys' points of view. You know, as as much um, that possibly you know be a regret and i didn't maybe i you know the school thing was huge sports uh-huh. was never you know maybe we concentrated if looking back was it too much on sports and not enough on school i don't know i don't know yeah, I, don't, I,
0: I, I i mean, mean i felt know. like we butted heads more about school than sports but yeah. oh we, we did definitely yeah for sure about school yeah um uh,
2: not about sports but yeah. maybe uh, we concentrated too much on maybe sports was you know we put we elevated sports to a place where it really didn't belong <laughs> like school was should have been the number one the number one thing and sometimes football over for sure you know,
0: well I think yeah it's hard also when when you start to excel in in the sport too right yeah. you know you start to have you know hopes that you might be able to turn that into a, like a, a, a ticket to do something more you yeah. know and not even saying NFL but I'm just saying like when that becomes well, uh,
2: education yeah, yeah exactly work. like a know, scholarship.
0: scholarship yeah, yeah, that, yeah exactly yeah. that's right yeah. yeah um actually i just forgot about until now that came from uh uh generic flynn and suds and they wanted to know what makes you such a good dog dad why do dogs love you so much
2: you know uh, <laughs> this this goes back to uh this goes back to the nature of me you know <laughs> like um i'm i i kind of think i'm Highly misunderstood, <laughs> you know. I have a very sensitive and, uh, and very loving, you know, a, you know, a personality, and dogs have just. I I love dogs, and I've always have since the first time I got my first dog, who followed me home when I was doing my newspaper route, and I wanted my I put him in between the doors between our back door. You know, uh, we had this little mudroom. I kept him in there, and I talked to my parents about having a dog, and I brought him down there and I opened the door and I showed him the dog. It was my first dog I ever got. He followed me home. He followed me on my newspaper route all the way home. So then I've always had just this love for dogs. I don't know, because maybe dogs need to be cared. They need to be loved. I have that nurturing. I actually have that nurturing aspect of my personality that's there. And I think that's what makes you guys good parents. So what do you think? What makes you so misunderstood, do you think? Um, I think people, like, you know, they saw me as, you know, as a football player, you know, number one as a football player, as someone that was, you know, uh, rough and tumble, but I was always very shy growing up, you know, shy, didn't make friends easy, was always quiet, you know, I had to stutter, I stuttered, so I didn't speak very much, I was, you know, um, and, uh, as I, you know, as I go, grew older than with you kids, you know, I had to be more assertive you know i had to step up i had to step up more it's not something i wanted to do is to step up but you know i had to play a bigger role and sometimes you know maybe i didn't handle the stress well enough but that's not in my nature you know
0: you also have a little i mean like and i'm not saying this like to pile up but just more so it's kind of like uh to justify like you have a little bit of a temper you know that's
2: Yeah, I do. I did. I did have a temper. That's what made me a good football player. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that's what probably helped make you guys good football players, you know? Um, so yeah, I do have a little bit of a temper, but it seems so unnatural when it comes to the forefront, you know, it seems unnatural part of me that, um, that I would be, you know, uh, angry or, you know, or, or get mad. I don't really get mad. You know, I'm, maybe you know I've gotten older I've tempered you know somewhat do you think it's fair to say you shut down more so when you're mad are you trying to shut down right now I try to shut down now when I'm mad because I don't want to let those feelings get the best of me and I don't want to say I'm old enough to know that you know when you're mad you know and you're angry you're gonna say stuff that you're gonna regret so just try to keep your mouth shut because in, in, in the end you'll you'll say something you're gonna regret then you look back on it and then you'll be feel you know guilty and you go you know you'll be a you'll be apologizing to no end and you know for something you really didn't even mean you know you right. just it was this uh, spur of the moment and you just blurted it out because you were angry you know and it's it's not worth it I mean I don't know you know yeah. um, two
0: last questions has there ever been another uh, Another, another human that you remember being afraid of? Another man?
2: I don't think so. I think, you know, <laughs> what it really comes down to is this. Um, I met so many people that were so dangerous and had, you know, close encounters with them that after a while I just quit being scared, you know, of <laughs> anybody really. You know, because I had already seen, you know, yeah. as much as you could see, you know, and experienced it. So, uh, you know, I'm, no one really scares me. You know. <laughs> um.
0: All right, that's it. Right. I have it. Uh, everybody, thank you. That's Papa Pappas. We'll try to have yeah. him back next. Yeah. Yeah, next season. Back again yeah. For season two. For something else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you for tuning into this season. Uh, before we go, we'll have us take us away. pretty wild time I think just to think about, you know, like you're we're talking about the seventies, right? So uh, yeah I guess just you know what kind of music are you guys listening to at that point? You know is it Led uh, Zeppelin? You no,
2: know, there was some there was some good music back yeah, then. Yeah well for sure great yeah. music right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. a lot of people... Well that was always that was probably our favorite rock band was you know uh, Led Zeppelin, you know, they had it was of course they had Rush, Ario Speedwagon, Black Sabbath, you know, Aerosmith. These are there's all bands you
0: probably seen live. As oh well. yeah, I yeah. saw.
2: Um, I never saw Rush, but all and I didn't see Led Zeppelin. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and I I credit you guys.
0: Uh, you know, growing up there was music in the house. You know, I will say I, I remember yeah. you 2 Genesis. Yeah. um yeah. Oh yeah. Who else? Uh, there's another one that's a, that
2: uh, that's escaping me right now. Um, Super Tramp. Super, Super Tramp. Super oh Tramp. yeah, there was, Yeah, that was good music. Yeah. I'm surprised you listen to I thought you were you guys always grew up when you first grew up you listen to rap I told you guys would always change you would change your musical I still listen to rap yeah so do I I I mean I like rap I still listen to rap but you exclusively listen to rap I told you guys one of these days you're gonna start listening to something different it's not just all rap and I was right